Hello, and once again, welcome back to the Movie Recap with the Deputy of MovieDeputy.com. I'm really excited to talk to you about the movies that came out on November 5th and discuss the highs and lows and everything in between. The four movies that we're going to be talking about today are The Eternals, the new Marvel film, Spencer, the new film about Princess Diana, Christmas versus the Walters, and Red Notice. And unlike other times, I'm actually going to be saving the best for last, so be sure to listen all the way to the end for a surprise. Let's jump right in with Eternals. Eternals has been the long-awaited release of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There was discussion that based on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and how well that did in the box office, was going to determine whether or not that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was going to go ahead and release Eternals. They obviously knew what they had, and they knew what they put into this film, and maybe they understood the controversy that was going to be associated with it. In the story, it is told that the Celestials created both the Eternals and the Deviants. The Eternals were instructed to never involve themselves unless the Deviants were involved. The Deviant's entire mission was to basically destroy humanity and destroy the planet. The Eternals were there to stop them and to stop another mass casualty extinction level event. That's where the story kind of gets complicated. I guess they didn't consider the whole Thanos thing an extinction level event, even though half of the population of the entire universe disappeared at the snap of a finger. Even though they didn't take that into account, they still took Thanos into account in the way that when the snap that brought everyone back created enough energy to bring the deviants out of their hibernation. One sentence. It's just one sentence in the entire movie that that even references any of the other Marvel movies and how they tie in together. For some movie fans like myself, that created a little bit of confusion, especially since it's all taking place in the same universe in the same time frame. You'd expect to see at least a few of the other superheroes, considering this is impacting the entire world. Now, I normally don't focus too much on the technical jargon and technical gobbledygook that's in the videos, but the CGI with the Deviants was absolutely incredible. As for the rest of it, it almost seemed rushed, when I say rushed, though, I am not referring to the storyline. Though there are some spectacular action scenes in the film, it doesn't do enough to carry the story through, and there's enough political correctness and wokeness that definitely do not belong in a story such as this. It touches on the whole thing of having the planet having one mind, one mindset, one way of thinking, Basically, that everybody should be on the same page and that that would end all the conflict. They mention one thing that almost argues in the opposite direction. It says anytime innocent lives are sacrificed for the greater good is a mistake. Look at the world that we're living in right now. And obviously the government is willing to sacrifice some of its citizens for what it believes is the greater good when in fact that's furthest from the truth. Now, I warned you, I don't have a filter. I am not anti-vax, but I am anti the government experimenting on its own citizens. But back to the story. The story makes it a point to say violence is never the answer, but the only way to defeat the deviants is with violence. You'd think all of this would really make for an intriguing and intense movie, but what you end up with is something that 
many patrons struggle to stay awake in. I, like many others, struggled just to keep my eyes open for the movie. I did pay attention to the details, hence why I'm commenting on some of the content. The Marvel Cinematic Universe really took this story too far. There's a line in the movie that just kind of sums it up. One character says, what did I miss? The other character replies, nothing but the screams of my severe disappointment. And I cannot tell you how well that sums this movie up as a whole. To say that I was disappointed is an understatement. On the deputy scale, I gave it the lowest ranking I've ever given a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie with a score of a 3.25 out of 10. To kind of give you an idea of what to expect, I hope you'll take this into consideration. If you should choose to see Eternals, there are two bonus scenes in the credits. One is mid-credit and one is post-credit. To be completely honest, as I've been this whole time, the two bonus scenes at the end almost make the entire movie worth it. But my full recommendation would be to wait till it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Fast forward all the way to the last 15 minutes of the movie. Watch the last final fight scene and the two bonus scenes and you're going to get the best part of the movie. In Christmas with the Walters... It is a story about mom responsibilities. We are the ones expected to make everything perfect for everyone in the family, for all of the holidays, birthdays, and everything else in between. Here this mom is 37 weeks pregnant and trying to plan the perfect Christmas. She's got a teenage daughter and a younger son. Her husband travels for work, so she's really trying to make Christmas perfect. With that, she finds herself competing with the president of their HOA. It all comes together in a 120-hour countdown till Christmas. That is just pure chaos. It's got the content of sibling rivalry, of being lonely at Christmas, of trying to get everything perfect, and how even the best plans don't always come together the way that we want them to. To kind of sum this up as a whole, it's kind of like a bad mom's Christmas, except it's centered on one mom without the humor. There are a few chuckle moments during the film, but it's definitely not one that I would list as a comedy. It's much more of a drama. There are some familiar faces that you will recognize, and considering the dad of the family is the mayhem guy from the Allstate commercials... And the fact that this entire story is about the mayhem of Christmas, it's kind of fitting on that one. For the older generation, you're going to recognize a face as well. John Boy Walton is actually the dad's boss in this story, playing a ruthless entrepreneur as he tries to lure the dad into a partnership with the promise of many great things to come, for the dad only to realize that the best thing that he could possibly ever have is waiting for him at home. Now, believe it or not, I did not give the entire story away with that. There is a lot to enjoy with this story, but there's also a lot that is just ho-hum. I do appreciate that they didn't over-Hollywoodize it. They didn't put enough oomph into it to make this a favorite in most of its viewers. I'm sure it will have its fans, just this deputy was not one of them. I did give it a score of a 4.75 out of 10 on the movie deputy scale because it was definitely still a watchable movie, but it's one of those ones that I'm not going to necessarily remember that I watched in a few weeks. Whether you see this at the theater or at home, 
there are some bonus scenes in the credits that are definitely worth the wait. Classics, customs, and collisions. They do it all. AutoCraft Body Shop in Lincoln, Nebraska is the one-stop shop for all of your auto needs. Their clientele hails, pun intended, from all over the globe. This award-winning excellence speaks for itself with their incredible attention to detail that will leave you awestruck. Remember AutoCraft for all of your auto needs. 402-474-2344. Spencer is introduced to us as a fable from a true tragedy. From the trailers alone, it looked to be the portrayal of Diana's life from her marriage to Prince Charles all the way to her untimely death in 1997. How the story actually plays out is quite a bit different. The entirety of the story plays out over only three days of Diana's life surrounding Christmas. It showed her struggle to fit in, her wanting to have choices in her own life in a family where the people are treated as nothing but currency. Tradition to the crown is the most important thing above all else, including happiness, and that's kind of sad. A line in the movie, Diana says, if I don't say it out loud, they see it on my face. I don't know if that was an actual Diana quote, but I could see it being a Diana quote just because of the tone and the wording of that phrase. She did everything to try to fit in with that family only to be chastised and mocked by them. Now, honestly, I did not follow the royal family back when Charles and Di were the tabloids and the latest and greatest news and everything else. I remember when they got married. I remember when their kids were born just because it was news like everywhere. But other than that, I really didn't follow it. And this story goes into a little bit more detail with all of that. You get to see the rare, softer side of Diana that few got to see when there weren't cameras around. You get to see how she interacted with her boys, maybe not from a 100% accurate standpoint as this is a movie and these stories are usually exaggerated for story purposes. But even with that, her struggles within this family were apparent even if you weren't familiar with her story. And this kind of just barely touches on that a little bit. I will say this is probably Kristen Stewart's best portrayal of any character that she's ever done. You literally forget that you're watching the actress and you feel like you're watching Princess Diana. To take a character that is so beloved by the entire world and portray her like that on screen is a true testament to what her acting capabilities are and let's hope we see more of that in the future. Even as the story wraps up, it doesn't really go into a lot of detail of what her future had to bring. It does kind of cross the lines of the sexuality thing into the LGBTQ, not from anything Diana had done, but from one of her assistants. Again, whether or not that's accurate is up for debate. But of course, in this day and age, they had to slip something like that in instead of just leaving the story as it was. If that did really happen, my apologies. But if it didn't, it's just Hollywood being Hollywood, which is unfortunate. I did go ahead and give this story a 4 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Just because this story was portrayed to be one thing in the trailer and actually played out to be something else on screen. The fact that it was only three days of her life and 
how little it actually shows us of her life. It's just that the things it showed were so sensitive, and yet there were other things equally as sensitive and other topics equally as controversial for her within this family that they may not have had enough time to portray everything that they wanted to portray. Why did they select this single chunk of her life? As a moviegoer, it makes you wonder a little bit. If you were a fan of Diana when she was still alive, and even if you weren't, this goes a long ways to show who she really was away from everything else. The accuracy of it could be forever up for debate, but the watchability is there. Unfortunately, since it focused on just those three days, it falls into the pretty forgettable category. Last but certainly not least is Red Notice. Red Notice is actually a Netflix movie. It debuted in the theaters on November 5th, but it is debuting on Netflix on November 12th. So if you didn't get a chance to see it in the theater yet, it will be coming to Netflix this Friday. Now here's where it gets fun. I don't know if you know much about it. I had read up on it and read that it was just going to be a heist movie. I was just thinking, oh, there's all these different type of heist movies. It's just going to be one of the same, blah, blah, blah. Here we go again. Same story retold. I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised. There are some big names here. You've got Gal Gadot, you've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and you've got Ryan Reynolds. Now, put the three of those together in a singular movie and you can only imagine the chaos. <laughs> what you end up with is somewhere along the lines of Deadpool meets National Treasure with a little bit of Indiana Jones and a bit of Mission Impossible. If that seems hard to imagine, trust me, it is. But this totally lives up to it on each of those levels. The whole story here is supposedly back in ancient Egypt, Cleopatra had been given three eggs. This is the hunt for those three eggs and trying to intercept them being sold on the black market. A funny line in the movie is that it doesn't matter what you do, it only matters what they think you've done. And that is so true not just for the movie, but for life in general as well. Now, which ones are the good guys and which ones are the bad guys? I can't give too much of that away. I mean, I could, but it would kind of ruin the whole idea of the story. Let's just say the game centers around chess. Though that might not make a lot of sense, it will make a lot more sense as you're watching the movie. Another quote that is very fitting to the story is, I don't have to win in order for you to lose. It is just a constant guessing game of which direction this is going to go in. And just when you think that it's predictable and you think you've got the story figured out, something happens that just throws you for a loop. It keeps you guessing like that all the way to the very end. In doing that, it is truly a gem. This is one that I definitely plan on owning if this ever comes out on DVD Blu-ray. So I actually cannot wait for it to be on Netflix so that I can watch this again. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's one of my favorites, but it was definitely entertaining. Now with the storyline kind of as I described it before, you can imagine there is a lot of language involved. The F-bomb is dropped quite a few times, along with other language that certain audiences would not be comfortable with. I'm not just talking about profanity either. In the end, when the eggs are all located and the story comes full circle, the responsible parties are going to take you by surprise. Even if you've been paying attention to the details, there were little hints along the way, but nothing prepares you for what's about to happen. 
towards the end of the movie, there's a reference to Vin Diesel's audition tape for Cats. Whether or not that actually exists, the movie kind of hints that there could be this audition tape somewhere, and I'll be honest, I really want to see it. As you can only imagine, Vin Diesel actually auditioning for the live-action movie of Cats? That would be a pay-per-view thing by itself. But not to wander too far away from the story, coming back around to the story, this isn't the last that we've seen of this trio and these the, the whole capers involved and who plays what side and how this all plays out. The end leads you into their next adventure, and I, for one, can't wait to see where this goes. On the deputy scale, I did give it a 6.5 out of 10. Honestly, I would have given it a higher score if there were not the high amount of continuity errors. They were just too obvious to ignore, and it probably would have been mid-high sevens if it weren't for those. Like I said, it was just too obvious. Even with the way it all played out, I just couldn't overlook that. I mean, technically I could have, but I mean, I would be going against my own scale if I did. Either way, check this out, whether in the theater or on Netflix, and you just might be surprised. I know I was. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's recaps. I hope that you have enjoyed our new conversational style of these recaps slash verbal reviews, however you want to look at those. Our big surprise is that our upcoming movies podcast is going to be switching to Thursdays. Our movie recaps will stay on Tuesdays, but our upcoming movies podcast will be released on Thursdays. Our other smaller surprise was what you heard during the podcast itself, that I'm going to try to take more of a conversational style, more than just a descriptive style, to these recap reviews. I'm also going to try to make them a bit more relatable by trying to incorporate things from my own life and some of my own thoughts and opinions. As I've stated before, and I'm sure you'll hear me state many times again, I don't have a filter. So I'm sure I'm going to upset some people. You can't please everybody all of the time, and nor am I even trying to. If you liked what you've heard today, and from my other shows as well, please give us a like and subscribe to stay up to date on the latest and greatest movie deputy content. And we'll talk to you soon.